Today on the Matt Walsh Show, Democrats declare total war on reality, passing the Equality Act, which seeks to legally erase women and give delusion precedence over reality. Also, five headlines, including Rand Paul's brilliant and bold questioning of a HHS nominee who supports drugging and mutilating gender-confused children, and another race hoax exposed, but not before lives were ruined because of it. In our daily cancellation, we will discuss the plight of Mr. Potato Head, who is struggling to decide whether he is gender fluid or not. All of that and much more today on The Matt Walsh Show. Before we get going today, I want to tell you about our very good friends at Rock Auto. You know, the thing with Rock Auto is they're going to save you time and money. There's no reason to be going to the auto parts store. If you have any car trouble, if you need anything, no reason to go to the auto parts store and spend all your time there, spend more money than you need to. And you could just go to rockauto.com. You have access to rockauto.com. Uh, with you that you carry around in your pocket. You know, you carry rockauto.com around in your pocket. Maybe you didn't know that. You can use your phone uh, or, or sit at your desk on your laptop. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices uh, or, you know, basically trying to milk you for all your worth. They're not going to do that. Um, and rockauto.com is uh, it, what I really like. It's a family business. They've, they've, they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and you have the peace of mind of knowing if you find it on rockauto, whatever you're looking for, you're most likely going to find it on rockauto.com, and you also can know that uh, you're getting the best price. You don't need to look anywhere else. This is the best price you can possibly get. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, very easy to navigate. That's a comment that I hear a lot from uh, people that go to the website. It's really easy to Find your way around, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember to write Walsh in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. When John Money, the 20th century psychologist, pedophilia apologist, and all-around quack, first invented the concept of gender identity several decades ago, He probably couldn't imagine that the Democrat Party would one day enshrine his half-baked crazy ideas into law. Back when money was running sexual experiments on young boys, having them strip on camera, simulate sex acts on each other, and forcing one to live as a girl against his will, it would have seemed like a pipe dream that in the not-too-distant future, his ideas, his theories about biological sex and gender being two somehow distinct and valid forms of identity— would be legislatively imposed on the American population. And when his two human experiments eventually went on to kill themselves, I'm sure money might have feared that his theories would end up on the proverbial ash heap of history. But that's not what happened. Now the good doctor who died 15 years ago can look up from wherever he is, and I have some theories about where that might be, and feel proud that although the concept of gender identity is nonsensical and incoherent, And though his attempt to scientifically prove the the validity of his theories ended with the suicides of two people, still his ideas won the day. And soon the entire country will be forced by law to live according to them. So the so-called Equality Act was passed by the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives on Thursday, moves now to the Democrat-controlled Senate. The law is a sweeping and radical assault on religious liberty, women, children, moral decency, sanity, It is indeed the most serious legislative attack on women's rights in American history as it seeks to legally erase women in a way and to an extent that not even the most dastardly and misogynistic agent of the patriarchy could have ever dreamed. 
the people were, who were worried that Mike Pence would bring Handmaid's Tale to life were the whole time working to establish their own dystopia that goes far beyond anything that Margaret Atwood conceived. The bill has other significant consequences, too, as our own Ian Haworth uh, explains for The Daily Wire. The Equality Act sets, to, sets the stage to dismantle religious liberty. He writes in a recent article, quote, The Equality Act would expand protection against discrimination provided by the Civil Rights Act, such as employment and housing, to also cover federally funded programs and public accommodations, which include retail stores, online retailers, stadiums, transportation service providers, etc. As an example, this would mean that businesses targeted in discrimination suits for refusing certain services based on religious objections would be impacted by the Equality Act, such as florists or bakeries. The Equality Act would also supersede the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, passed in 1993, which, quote, set a higher bar for the government to defend laws if people argued those laws infringed upon religious freedom. Now, the act also obliterates conscience protections for those who don't want to fund or perform abortions. Alexandra DeSanctis in National Review lays out the details. She writes, under the Equality Act, healthcare professionals will be required by law to perform sex reassignment procedures or offer hormone repla- or, horm- uh, or offer related hormone treatment even if such procedures contradicted their own best medical judgment. So too, the law would treat refusals to perform an abortion as pregnancy discrimination, which would be treated as an illegal form of discrimination on the basis of sex. The Equality Act redefines sex to include pregnancy, childbirth, or a related medical condition. And as the bill's opponents have noted, federal agencies and courts have already determined that the phrase related medical condition can be interpreted to include abortion. This is all quite horrifying on its own, but it isn't even the most extreme consequence of the bill. Worst of all, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 would be updated to include sexual orientation and gender identity as protected classes on the same level as race. The text of the bill reads, in part, quote, An individual shall not be denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, and a dressing room, that is in in accordance with that individual's gender identity. In fact, as already noted, this mandate would apply to all public accommodations, and conveniently enough, pretty much everything counts or can count as a public accommodation. Your home does appear to be exempt at the moment, but the Democrats, I'm sure, will not let that loophole remain for very long. What this means is that if this law passes, it 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 will be effectively illegal to provide any private or exclusive spaces to women. Bathrooms, sports teams, locker rooms, all of these must, by law, be opened to any man who demands access. Under the Equality Act, the government would not recognize women as being a necessarily distinct category from men. All that matters is a person's gender identity. This raises an important question. What the hell is gender identity? Well, it's not really anything in particular. It's an entirely invented artificial concept originating originating with the child abusing quack mentioned earlier that's probably best defined, if it can be defined at all, by the Human Rights Campaign, which was a fervent and influential proponent of the Equality Act. HRC says on the sexual orientation and gender identity definitions page of their website that gender identity is, quote, one's innermost concept of self as male, female, a blend of both or neither how individuals perceive themselves and what they call themselves. One's gender identity can be the same or different from their sex assigned at birth. Let us try to wrap our heads around the sheer lunacy here. 
Your biological sex is what you actually are. Your true sexual identity, as determined by immutable physical characteristics. Your gender identity is what you feel like you are, or what you want to be, or how you perceive yourself. Under the Equality Act, one's perception of themselves, even if incorrect, takes precedence over the reality of what they actually are. The reality is no longer legally recognized at all, in fact. Delusion and fantasy supplant officially truth. Falsehood wins the day. Of course, female sports teams never had anything to do with self-perception. It makes absolutely no difference what a male thinks or how he feels about himself or how he feels about anything. None of that changes his biological features, which give him an unfair advantage over females. And though the male may feel like he was supposed to have a vagina, whatever the hell that means, the reality is that he has the same equipment as any other male and belongs in the same locker rooms and bathrooms as those other males. The sign on the bathroom door says, or said, men and women, not those who feel like men today and those who feel like women today. That's the only sensible and coherent way to organize these things based on what actually is not how you feel. It's also the only way that provides women with the privacy and protection they need. But sensibility and coherence are soon to be illegal. It doesn't take much imagination to see where this goes. If self-perception is more important than reality, if in fact self-perception is our new reality, then there's no reason whatsoever to limit that standard to gender. I mean, what about a white man? who seeks the advantages of of affirmative action in college admissions on the basis that he perceives himself to be black. It might be crazy to accept that a white man is a black man just because he sees himself that way, but it's still quite a bit less crazy than accepting that a male is a female on the same basis. What about a pedophile who perceives himself to be nine years old? Again, it makes no sense to give his perception of his own age legal precedence over the reality of his actual age. But it's certainly no more senseless than doing the same in the realm of biological sex. Any argument for giving gender identity protected status would apply absolutely to age identity, race, uh, to age identity, race identity, or anything else. As always, the left will scoff at what they will call a slippery slope argument. And then in a few years, they will do exactly what they mocked us for predicting they would do. That's the way these things always work and will most assuredly work in this case. The Democrats have declared total war on reality, and we haven't even begun to reap the consequences. Now let's get to our five headlines. Before we get to uh, our five headlines, I want to tell you about Paint Your Life. You know, one thing I've I've learned, uh, especially after getting married and and uh, and having a woman in the house, I, I've learned a little bit about how to, you know, I, I, I still am not the one who does the decorating. I, I, my wife does all of that. But I've, I picked up a few tips and tricks uh, along the way. And one thing I've certainly learned is that you need some great paintings on the wall. That's what's going to bring the whole room together. It's going to elevate it. Gives, it, gives it a real sort of homey feel that you want. Um, and uh, that's why you need to go to Paint Your Life. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift to someone else or to yourself, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. 
Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. Uh, it's a very user-friendly platform. It lets you order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. And it's less than five minutes, but you're still choosing every last thing that you want for the painting. You, you can be as specific as you want to be. It's a quick and easy process. You get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. Well, all you got to do is just send any picture. It's a, a picture of yourself, your children, your family, a special place, a pet, anything at all, any picture that you have, photograph, um, and they will turn it into a priceless work of art. Makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, wedding gift, or again, a great gift for yourself. Speaking of which, we are um, going to be getting another. We, we have one uh, painting from Paint Your Life, and my wife and I were talking. We, we definitely want to get another one uh, because we were so impressed with it. And so now it's just a matter of kind of, it's, it's fun. You know, you go through some of the pictures that you have and you decide which picture would you like to convert into this uh, work of art to put on the, on the wall. So we're in the process of doing that right now. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money will be refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word MATT to 64000. That's MATT to 64000. Text MATT to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text keyword Matt. So Rachel Levine, the male health secretary of Pennsylvania who identifies as a female and who headed up the pandemic response in, in that state, which was clumsy and disastrous and led to thousands of elderly deaths in nursing homes like in New York. Uh, Pennsylvania also sent infected people into nursing homes on purpose, just like New York did. But we're going to reward this person with uh, a, a position um, just purely on the basis of, of identity politics, of course. Rachel Levine had a hearing in the Senate on Thursday, and at least one senator stepped up, that would be Rand Paul, to take him to task for his support of drugging and mutilating gender-confused children. A position that would be totally disqualifying in a sane and healthy country. You know, it, it, it's, it's, if you have that position where you're in favor of drugging and mutilating confused children, um, you, that should qualify you for a mental institution or prison, not for a position in government. But as we've been talking about, this is, this is we're looking at the enshrinement of insanity a war on reality, which is what the Democrats have been waging for some time now. That's nothing new. So uh, Rand Paul questioned Levine and um, couldn't get a, a straight answer. But let's let's watch some of this. Let's let's watch Rand Paul at least make an attempt. You know, give it the, the old college try to get an answer out of Rachel Levine, uh, where when it comes to you know mutilating children and what should the policy be with gender confused children. Here it is. Let's watch. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex 
and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah. medicine. Okay, so this is the old, uh, you got to pass the bill to find out what's in it. In this case, we're being told you got you got to confirm the nominee to, to find out what they actually think about this issue. Because the response that Rand Paul gets, and we'll play the next clip yet, because he, again, or we'll play the next clip in a second because he makes another attempt. But the response is, well, why don't you confirm me? And then we'll all come to your office and we can talk about it. No, why don't you talk about it now? This, this is a very simple question. Very easy question. Of course, we already know the answer to it because we have Rachel Levine's previous uh, statements on this subject, and he's been very clear about it. We already know the answer to it. And if we didn't already know the answer, we'd know it now because, you know, when you're asked, um, do you support genital mutilation of gender-confused children and drugging them? When you're asked that, that it's if you answer anything but hell no, what are you crazy? Of course not. Any answer outside of that tells me that your real answer is yes. And you don't belong anywhere in government or anywhere in civilized society. This is this is one of those issues, and there are several of them, but this is certainly one where if you ever, you know, if you're more on the the, the moderate in the middle kind of person, um, and you, you, you maybe get a little confused about who the real bad guys are. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Republicans are heroes, courageous heroes. They're, they're far from it. Um, I think Lan, I, I, I like Rand Paul. I think Rand Paul's great. But I'm not going to tell you Republicans are in general. There are clear bad guys, though. And if you ever get confused about it, if you need to be reminded, then go back and watch this exchange again. Because there is one political party that supports drugging and mutilating children. Children who are, are simply confused. As all children are, it's very normal for a child to be confused. And of course a child is going to be confused about something like biological sex if he's not given explanations. You know, if, if a child at the age of four is, uh, you know, a, a four-year-old boy starts saying, oh, I, I think I'm a girl. If at that moment, his parents and his teachers, if he's in school and his doctors, and if they all say to him, oh, no, 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 little Johnny, you're, you're, you're not a girl, you're a boy. Or you could even ask him, why, why do you? Why do you say that? Why do you, why do you say you're a girl? That's a really simple question. If you get any kind of answer at all from the four-year-old, I guarantee it is going to be something along the lines of, um, he likes to play with dolls and he thinks that, that pink dresses are pretty, something like that. And because in his little four-year-old brain, you know, he, that's, that's what he thinks a girl is. He doesn't know. He doesn't actually know what a boy or girl is at the age of four or five, or six, they don't, they don't really understand what, what that means. So that little child, he's, that's, that's all. He, he's drawing an association. He's noticing, he's perceptive, and he's noticing that generally uh, the, the, the people that the adults call girls 
are, you know, they have the pink stuff and the dolls and everything. And the, the, the people, the adult, the grownups call boys, they wear the blue and the darker colors and they like trucks. And so if that four-year-old boy is going through a phase where, you know, he's a little bit more interested in the dolls, big deal. Who cares? Fine. What he's going to say is, oh, I, I am a girl. He doesn't know what that means because he's four. What he actually means is, I am interested in these things which I associate with girls. And sane, decent adults will respond to that by saying, okay, great. You, you want to play with a doll? Go play with a doll. Doesn't matter. Fine. You're still a boy, though. The child gets that kind of response from his parents, from, you know, all the adults in his life. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll, he'll get over this phase of calling himself a girl in a few weeks, if not, if not right that second. But if the child is told, um, oh, well, if you say you're a girl, then maybe you are. And if he's told this by all of the adults in his life who he trusts, then of course he's going to be confused. Who wouldn't be? Fast forward a few years, and now we're going to drug that child? By the way, another thing, and we'll hear this from Rand Paul in a second. Just so you know, um, when, when the left says that puberty blockers and all these hormone treatments and hormone pills and stuff um, given to children, when the left says that, that, that it's safe, that there are no long-term side effects, they are lying. They are lying through their teeth. Either they are speaking out of ignorance um, or they are straight up lying. Because the fact is, number one, it is definitely not safe. You're using this, this medication off-label. You're using medication that was not made to be, to be given to children who are physically healthy. You are stunting intentionally their normal physical growth. That is, by definition, not safe. In terms of all of the long-term consequences, we don't know. Now, a rational person can guess, can assume that there are going to be a number of, of uh, any number of, of serious physical, emotional, psychological long-term effects. But in terms of the full extent of it, we don't know because this, we are, we talk about experiments. We're running experiments on a whole generation of kids right now. We don't know what it's going to look like in 30 years. Democrats will just lie and they'll say, oh, it's safe. We already know it. They don't know that. What they mean is, well, we hope it's probably safe. We, we hope it's safe, and uh, so we'll find out. We'll, we'll use these kids as guinea pigs, and we'll check back in 30 years, see how destroyed their, life, their lives are, unless they've killed themselves by then, as, uh, as, as the Reimer twins did, John Money's victims. All right, let's go back to uh, Rand Paul. He makes another attempt to get an answer out of Rachel Levine. Here it is. For most of our history, we have believed that minors don't have full rights, and the parents need to be involved. So... I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field, uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. 
Let it go into the record that the witness refused to answer the question. The question is a very specific one. Should minors be making these momentous decisions? For most of the history of medicine, we wouldn't let you have a cut sewn up in the ER, but you're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty, and you think they get that back? You give a woman testosterone enough that she grows a beard, you think she's gonna go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone? You have permanently changed them. Uh, Rand Paul is exactly right, of course. Um, and he got a lot of grief from the left for calling genital mutilation, genital mutilation. What the hell else do you call it? You're taking a physically healthy person, uh, you know, a, a girl, chopping their breasts off. What else do you call that but mutilation? This is a, if this is a physically healthy person. Or, you know, a male and doing a lot of incisions and cutting and things to, 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 to fashion their, their male reproductive organs to look like some approximation of female genitals. What, what else do you call that about mutilation? This is why I like Rand Paul. Um, uh, you know, I, I, he's a little too libertarian for my taste. On, on some things, but he gets the gender issue right. He gets the life issue right. A lot of libertarians don't. And uh, so I'm a big supporter of Rand Paul. Okay, number two from the New York Post. It says a black student's allegations that she was targeted for eating while black at a private Massachusetts college were deemed unfounded, according to investigation of the incident. Umo Kanute, uh, then a rising sophomore at Smith College, had claimed that all she did was, all, all she, quote, did was be black, when a, janitor, when a janitor called security on her when he found her in a closed lounge in July 2018. A 35-page investigation carried out by an outside law firm found no evidence of discrimination. The findings were issued in October 2018, but not widely reported. The incident began when Konote was uh, inside a cafeteria in a dormitory that was reserved for a summer camp program for young children. Since students were not supposed to be used the area, a cafeteria worker, Jackie Blair, reminded her of that fact, but then decided to drop the issue a janitor who was in his 60s, had poor vision, then noticed a figure in the distance eating in a closed-off lounge area. Uh, and uh, and uh, so school guidance calls for employees not to confront strangers on their own. So the janitor notified security about the person who turned out to be Kanote. Uh, the outlet reported the janitor, who reportedly later claimed he couldn't tell the person's gender because it was dark, told dispatchers that there's someone sitting there lying down in the living room. A security officer then drove over, engaged in a polite conversation, uh, but this woman recorded it. And so she, she was where she was not supposed to be. And uh, you had school, uh, you know, employees followed proper protocol to en- enforce the rules, what they were supposed to do. Now, you also have to keep in mind from their perspective, you know, you've got a stranger in this area where they're not supposed to be. It's reserved for a summer camp for kids. If they don't say anything and allow that person to be there, and then, you know, if something happens, anything happens related to that, that uh, person, well, they're going to be in trouble for that. You know, they, they might be liable for that. So they enforced the rules, and, um, and the, the woman claimed that it was racism. No basis for that claim whatsoever. This was back in 2018. The media ran with it. Everyone ran with it. It went viral online. You may, I, I vaguely remember this when it first happened, hearing a, a, a something like this. Um, and, of course... You know, as a rational person, when I first heard the story, I immediately thought, why, is there any evidence that this is race-based at all? 
Obviously, there wasn't. And um, but even so, uh, a lot of the people involved with this, the janitor was placed on leave the following day. I mean, people lost their jobs. People were smeared um, across the media as being racist. These are normal. I mean, talking about a janitor at a school. These are normal working class people, totally innocent, who were smeared, libeled, um, you know, defamed as racist. Had their lives ruined, had their careers ruined, lost their jobs. All because of this. All because of this lie from this despicable person who was looking for attention. You know, for her, that's all she, she was at. She, she's at this fancy college. Everything's everything's going well in her life. Her life's going to be fine. But she wanted a little bit of attention. She wanted some attention on social media. She wanted to get some Facebook likes and some retweets. And for that, just for that sake, she was willing to destroy the lives of however many people. Didn't matter to her. Think about what a, what a sociopath you have to be. For such little reward, you're willing to completely destroy innocent people. All right, this is number three from Reuters. Um, the United States on Thursday carried out an airstrike in Syria against a structure belonging to what is said were Iran-backed uh, militia, um, which is an apparent response to rocket attacks against U.S. targets in Iraq. Well, this is, you know, the neocons are back in business. This is, this is the return of normalcy. Normalcy is restored. We're bombing overseas again. This, I guess, is what, it's what the left wanted, right? So congratulations. You, you, get, you got what you wanted. Starting the wars in the Middle East again. Uh, number four from the Daily Wire says, Internet mega retailer Amazon appears to have quietly updated an internal rule, uh, just the news reports, eliminating an exemption for books and periodicals from its site-wide policy against selling items that contain or promote hate speech. So Amazon, it appears, is now um, in Fort. Now, they haven't made, as far as I know, any official announcement about this. But it appears that they are expanding their, um, their policies against hate speech. And they're now taking down books. And uh, this started earlier in the week with um, Ryan T. Anderson and his book, When Harry Became Sally, Responding to the Transgender Movement. That was unceremoniously removed from Amazon. Um, and it looks like this is the, uh, the beginning of, 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 of something. You know, there's, there's more yet to come. But keep in mind with, with this book, when, when Harry met, um, became Sally, rather, the Ryan T. Anderson book, this is a very, we talked about this on the backstage, if you watched the backstage episode, it's a very scholarly book, um, very civil, compassionate. Uh, you know, it's a good book. And this this as Ryan T. Anderson does, if you're familiar with his work, he, that's how he approaches this issue, like any issue, from a scholarly, really intelligent kind of way. It's, 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 it's not inflammatory at all. Okay, He's not like me. He's not throwing digs in there. He's not being inflammatory. He's not yelling and screaming in written form. So if this book can be, ta- can be taken down as hate speech, for no other reason than it presents the other side of of the argument. It simply argues against left-wing gender theory, and that's why it was taken down. And if Amazon is doing that, then, I mean, it's, it's 
game over as far as Amazon goes. You know, they, it's not like they started with some fringe book from some super inflammatory, you know, fringe figure way off on the far right. If they're starting with Ryan T. Anderson, that's bad news. Five, finally, the Daily Wire reports in a nine-page Instagram post, singer and songwriter Demi Lovato called gender reveal parties transphobic and claimed that um, there are boys with vaginas and girls with penises. Lovato claimed throughout the lengthy post that transgender activists dislike gender reveal parties because they divert from reality, quote-unquote. To Lovato and other activists, reality is the concept that humans are born without any concept of gender. So she's, this is a, a lengthy post. She's against gender reveal parties. And I, I, I read this and I thought, this is unfortunate because now that means, now that means I guess I have to be in favor of gender reveal parties. I have very consistently been opposed to gender reveal parties, not on the basis of them being transphobic, but just on the basis of, of them being completely silly and ridiculous. And also it turns out dangerous because people are dying every year from these, from these dumb things. That's the reason I oppose them. I, I, I think it's, you don't need to, we don't need all the pageantry over the fact that, you, you know, your, your child has a gender. Just tell people. You're having a boy. Great. Let people know. Send out a text message. Call people up. Post it on Facebook. Whatever you want to do. We don't need a whole party just for that reason. That's been my take on gender reveal parties. But now that the left is coming out, out against them for being transphobic, now I feel like as a, as a contrarian, especially where the left is concerned, I have to completely change my opinion. And now, you know what? I'm in favor of gender reveal parties. Have gender reveal parties. Throw a, throw a freaking parade through the street. For our next kid, that's what we're going to do now. Even though I hate gender reveal parties, we're going to have a gender reveal parade through the street, floats and everything, throwing candy to the kids. Just to spite you. Um... A gender reveal party out of... I don't like gender reveal parties, but I like gender reveal parties out of spite. That's how I guess I would uh, split this this issue. All right, let's go now to reading the YouTube comments. Um, This is from Jamboree Johnson. Says, Matt, in September of 2019, I was actually diagnosed with gender dysphoria. This was solved not by getting surgeries, but by going to church and attending specialized therapies. In many states, a diagnosis is not even required to medically transition. What are your thoughts on this? Well, my thoughts are, number one, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that you were able to find the actual help you needed. You were suffering from this rather than people who, will, who, who would contribute to that suffering by making your dysphoria worse. Uh, you found actual help. So I'm grateful for that. But we're getting to a point where this, that's going to be illegal soon. You know, the, the, the therapy, that, the real therapy that you went out and sought and, and thankfully received, that's now considered, um, you know, conversion therapy. That's how that's going to be labeled. And pretty soon that's going to be illegal. But thankfully you were able to get that help. Christian says, no one is indoctrinating children. You do realize that more kids are gay now. Because there is less bigotry. Yes, this, of course, Christian, is the argument. I've, I've, I have heard this argument um, that the reason why the LGBT 
numbers are skyrocketing among the younger generations is, uh, is, is simply because we're more accepting. And so that means that um, people feel uh, th- that they're able to safely come out and express their true identities. Okay, but 11.5%, that was the number, right, if I remember correctly. 11.5% Gen Z identifying as bisexual. Are you really going to tell me, Christian, do you really think that that is reflective of the real numbers in the general population? That Do you, do you really think that for, the, for the, the whole globe, all 7 billion plus people, 11% or more are bisexual, but most of them don't feel comfortable to come out and admit it? Does that seem reasonable to you? Of course, you know, the great thing about the claim you're making is that it's it's impossible to prove and also therefore impossible to refute. Because you're saying that there are millions and millions of people out there who are really bisexual, they just won't admit it. Well, I it could be the case, sure. Uh, I don't see any reason to assume that. I think that is a wild assumption with no evidence for it. I think there are much more reasonable explanations for why we're seeing this increase in numbers. And I talked about those explanations yesterday. And a big, big one is, yes, that it is trendy now. It's not merely accepted and tolerated to be gay or bisexual or to identify somehow uh, in the LGBT spectrum. It's not just accepted and tolerated. It's, it's celebrated. It's a, it's a trendy thing. It is social capital that you earn in that generation. And so, yes. Younger people, kids are encouraged to find a way to sort of wedge themselves into that LGBT, uh, you know, somewhere into those letters, somewhere. That's why we keep adding letters onto it, right? It's LGBTQIA, so on and so forth. Keep adding letters on because people are trying, people are desperate to be in that uh, acronym. John Dixon says, I wouldn't say the left hates all religions except for Islam. It's more accurate to say that the left hates Christianity and Judaism while loving Islam and being indifferent um, to all other religions. Well, you might be, the left hates the other, right? The left hates anyone who um, is different from themselves. The left hates any ideological competition. And that's why I would say they hate all religion except for the religions except for the religion of leftism because it is competition. Even Islam. You know, it's not that the left loves Islam. I wouldn't say that's the case at all. Uh, It's simply that they don't feel oftentimes as entitled to criticize it because of all the, you know, all the intersectional identity complications. When you think of of Muslims, oftentimes these are non-white people from from oftentimes poor regions of the world. And so, you know, they don't associate it as much with white people like they do with Christianity even though the majority of Christians are not white either, but uh, you know, this is how they see it. And so they don't, they don't feel as entitled to criticize Islam, but when it comes down to it, I think they hate all religions except for their own. Um, and finally, Maximilian says, is it just me or is Matt's beard turning gray at the bottom left? I have, I have seen a lot of comments about the graying in the beard. I don't know if it comes on, if you can see it in camera right now, but I'm so excited about it. I have to tell you, I've, I have been accused many times by people of dyeing my beard and uh, I, I, of all the false accusations, that is the only one that, that, that really, really bothers me because it is so widely accepted. 
But in reality, I would never dye my beard. I've been excited to go gray. My wife noticed the gray in the beard and she said, oh, can I pluck that out for you? I said, are you kidding me? I've been waiting for this moment. The dignified graying in the beard. Very excited. Thank you for noticing. Well, we've made it to Friday, and that's nearly the end of the month. We're almost there, which means this is your last chance, very last chance, to take advantage of Febru Harry. Uh, Febru Harry, those are the deals over at Beard Supply. You, know, you can go to Beard Supply anytime. You're going to get great deals. But if you want the best deals, you got to do it right now in, in commemoration of the sacred holiday, month-long holiday called February Harry. If you want your beard to grow out in style, which is exactly what Beard Supplies, all natural, all awesome beard oils will help you do, then you've got to go to beardsupply.com. Uh, shop their February deal today. You can buy one, get another one, 50% off on all of their beard oils. And I can tell you um, that you really do need the, the, the beard oils. Another question that, that I always get is, Matt, how do you get that glorious beard you know, we know it's because you're such a manly, masculine man, frankly, superior to most other men. That's, that's the way the beard grows like that. But how do you, what are the finishing touches? How, does it, how, do, you, how do you go from a B-plus beard to an A-plus beard? And, um, well, it takes effort. That's where the beard oil comes in. The discount is only good for the next 48 hours, though, so you'd better act fast. Go to beardsupply.com and make your selection. No promo code necessary. Just head on over to beardsupply.com. And, gents, since this is the last time of the year, I can say it. Happy February. Harry. Now go treat yourself to some beard oils now. And um, there are so many narratives, you know, around hot topic issues. It's hard to keep track of all the newest controversies the left decides to create. Hard to keep track of all the false narratives, all the falsehoods in general. So get ready for The Daily Wire's newest show, soon to be released. It's called Debunked, where Ben Shapiro exposes leftist fallacies in 15 minutes or less, whether it's climate change, universal health care, COVID policies, all of that. He's putting that up versus facts and logic. This show will be available exclusively to Daily Wire members, so if you aren't already a member, go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and use code DEBUNKED to get 25% off. You don't want to miss Ben, so use code DEBUNKED for 25% off today. Now let's get to our daily cancellation. Today for our daily cancellation, we must discuss Mr. Potato Head, or rather Potato Head. Um, We must not dead name Potato Head by calling him Mr. Potato Head any longer. According to numerous reports on Thursday... Hasbro was said to be to be dropping the Mister in order to make Potato Head gender neutral. Kimberly Boyd, the senior vice president of global brands at Hasbro, explained the move, saying, "Culture has evolved. Kids want to be able to represent their own experiences. The way the brand currently exists with the Mister and Misses is limiting when it comes to both gender identity and family structure." The website Fast Company, which interviewed Boyd, went to more detail, saying, "This means the toys." Uh, This means the toys don't impose a fixed notion of gender identity or expression, freeing kids to do whatever feels most naturally to them. A girl potato might might want to wear pants. A boy potato might wear earrings. Hasbro will also sell box sets that don't present a normative family structure. This approach is clever because it allows kids to project their own ideas about gender, sexuality, and family onto the toy without necessarily offending parents that have more conservative notions about family. Well, yes, we cannot force this outmoded idea of mother and father potato heads onto kids, onto society. Some children may want a potato family with two mom potatoes or two dad potatoes or three mom potatoes, a dad potato, a chicken sandwich in order to have the full value meal. These are the choices that children must be able to make. This is the world that children deserve to live in. A world with transgender potatoes, homosexual potatoes, pansexual potatoes, bisexual potatoes, Why can't a potato be polyamorous, bisexual, trigendered, and sometimes 
dabble in a little BDSM. These are all valid expressions, valid identities, and they deserve to be represented. And that's why today I did not originally intend to cancel Hasbro or Potato Head. I was going to cancel all of those, all of you who are mocking this move, calling it silly, superficial, ridiculous, woke virtue signaling, and so on. I mean, you are canceled for your lack of a progressive worldview, for your lack of appreciation and respect for the lived experience of gender-fluid potatoes. Those of us with a more enlightened outlook saw the potato news for the landmark occasion that it was, or we thought that it was. This story has a twisted and tragic ending, but before we get there, I just want you to understand what this meant to me and my family. In fact, I'll never forget this. I, I, I told my seven-year-old daughter about the potato head news yesterday. I came into the living room. She was sitting at the table drawing a picture of Greta Thunberg. And I, I turned to her and I said, listen, Addison, I need to tell you something. And she looked at me and she was a little concerned. And she said, what is it, father? And I took a deep breath and I said, it's happened. It's finally happened. Mr. Potato Head has come out as gender fluid. Now, always remember the look on her face. She was shocked at first, but then a smile spread quietly across her face and she started to tear up. And she said, finally, I had been waiting for this day my entire life. Now I can be at peace. And we just hugged each other and sobbed. It was, it was beautiful. And there were so many conversations just like this across the country. A great burden had been lifted. Now, admittedly, there was still so much work to do. Mr. Peanut, Mr. Clean, Many fictional characters must still be freed from their gender binary prison. Mr. Pib, most of all. Pib is already a fluid. And yet we bottle it, both physically and metaphorically, and force Pib to live a lie. But progress takes time. And we were taking the first step. At least that's how it seemed. Then later on Thursday, in the midst of the jubilation, came the crushing blow. Hasbro sent out a, another tweet with their, with the, from their official account saying, quote, Hold that tot. Your main spud, Mr. Potato Head, isn't going anywhere. While it was announced today that the Potato Head brand name and logo are dropping the Mr., I am proud to confirm that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Devastating. And for Hasbro to be so flippant, making potato puns in the midst of a great national crisis like this, is unconscionable. One minute, I thought that bigotry had been defeated, that the patriarchy dismantled, transphobia annihilated. The next, we're back in our oppressive reality with plastic potatoes that uphold the gender binary. I'll never forget breaking the news to my daughter. I went back into the living room, found her cradling her potato head in her arms, whispering, you're free, my child. You're free. And I sat her down and I said, Addison, a tragedy has just occurred. The potato head is still a man. Hasbro duped you. They duped all of us. And I broke down and I wept. And Addison threw the potato across the room, began to kick me violently, saying, Father, you lied to me. You lied to me, you scum. All I could do was apologize and plead with her. It was no use. I knew her life was ruined, and so was mine. So it was a roller coaster day. Uh, it ended by careening off the tracks, and there were no survivors emotionally. And that's why Hasbro is, in the end, canceled. Mr. Potato Head is canceled. And all of you who would mock our pain or our joy before the pain are also canceled. How dare you? How dare all of you? 
And that's going to give us a lot to think about over the weekend. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Godspeed. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review. Also, tell your friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, Michael Knowles Show, The Andrew Clavin Show. Thanks for listening. The Matt Walsh Show is produced by Sean Hampton, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Production manager, Pavel Vodosky. The show is edited by Danny D'Amico. Our audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is done by Nika Geneva. And our production coordinator is McKenna Waters. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Claven Show. You know, some people are depressed because the republic is collapsing, the end of days is approaching, and the moon's turned to blood. But on The Andrew Claven Show, that's where the fun just gets started. So come on over to The Andrew Claven Show and laugh your way through the fall of the republic with me, Andrew Claven.